Welcome back to a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. We have a bunch to talk about today as we sit a week away from the kickoff to the NFL season. Number one, Jalen Rager was finally traded from the Philadelphia Eagles to the Minnesota Vikings. We'll break down what it means for both teams. Then have a conversation about how the wide receiver position is being approached by teams. Will it change in the future based on this Jalen Rager situation? And then finally, what are the 49ers doing with Jimmy Garoppolo? We'll discuss the plan that has completely fallen apart, but may still be the same as it always was. So all of that and more on a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Let's, Let's roll. roll, baby. I'm going to do it too. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. NFL fans, welcome back. Once again, it is a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Rowland. You heard my esteemed co-host, Alex Clancy, get fired up in the intro. Yes, we are all excited that football is a week away, but we got a pretty big story that dropped into our laps on Wednesday. It's a conversation that's been happening for quite some months now with wide receiver Jalen Rager of the Philadelphia Eagles or formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, a trade finally happened for Rager, who had fallen out of favor in Philadelphia, specifically with the fan base after some inconsistent play in his first two years. Rager is a former first-round pick by the Eagles, but with Devontae Smith added, A.J. Brown added, Rager fell out of favor very, very quickly. He will be traded to the Minnesota Vikings in exchange for a 2023 seventh-round pick, but also a conditional 2024 fourth-round pick that if Rager doesn't hit certain statistical marks, basically it'll drop down to a fifth-round pick. So either way, the Eagles are leaving Howie Roseman, the GM of Philadelphia, after getting Chauncey Gardner-Johnson on Tuesday, following it up by trading Jalen Rager and getting some of that stuff back, getting the seventh-round pick in 2023, and at minimum, a fifth-round pick in 2024. So, Alex, overall, do you think this is a good move for Rager to, to get a fresh start here? Do you think anybody clearly won this trade? I mean, like, at this point, it's... I mean, sure. Like, I don't know. The, the one thing that I do know is, like, the Vikings are going in a very different direction than what we've seen. So right. a seventh-round pick, say what you want. Okay, well, it's a draft pick. And there's – Jalen Rager runs a four four seven. Okay? You can't teach four four seven. It may not be four two or four three like John Ross was. He may not be six five like T. Higgins is. But right. when you have, when you need a tertiary option, the wide receiving core, I know they've had fan favorites there. I think Charles Johnson was his name. The dude with the, the dude with the, with the nice hair, him and Teague and uh, uh, Justin Jefferson and, and Adam Thielen, like there's going to be mouths to feed there. Like there's going to be opportunities, right? They're going to throw the ball a lot more in the new offense. Dalvin Cook's going to be looked at as one of the more um efficient pass catching backs like he hasn't been in recent right. memory they're talking about him and alexander madison being on the field at the same time check out luke braun locked on vikings does a fantastic mm -hmm. talking about going above and beyond that dude eats sleeps and breathes vikings so check him out yes. um uh, on twitter and and wherever you get your podcast 
I think it's cool, you know, whatever. Like seventh round picks for me is like, well, at least they got something out of them. But when I see late round picks, I'm like, you could have just given them the player. Well, I think you're right. Up. That seventh round pick, you know, it doesn't it like it, it's not that much to pay for Minnesota, who now has a former first round pick in Jalen Rager to add to guys who you mentioned, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. They have KJ Osborne, a slot guy there as well. Like you said, I expect them to throw more to Dalvin Cook out of the backfield. So when I see the seventh round pick, that makes sense. That's basically just I want to get a shot at him before he gets released. I want to cut the line if I'm Minnesota and do it. The additional pick, though, the 2024 mid to late round pick, it could be a fourth round pick if he does well, could be a fifth round pick if he doesn't. I think just Howie Roseman has had a master class this offseason, fleecing the Tennessee Titans for A.J. Brown, what he did in the draft with Jordan Davis and N'Kobe Dean, getting Chauncey Gardner-Johnson in a safety position that they really needed help with. Um then now you're adding Jalen or getting rid of Jalen Rager when, I mean, nobody was taking Jalen Rager for anything more than what I would think would be a seventh round pick. So to get that additional mid round pick, um, I mean, j- just great work, quite frankly, by Howie Roseman is my real takeaway. Yeah, and and you look at it though, but they're just like the 49ers. It all comes down to Jalen Hurts. Yep. It mm-hmm. all comes down to Trey Lance, and what we've seen is Jalen Hurts had the I'm better at seeing defenses from a running perspective than most quarterbacks last year. That's why he was a sixth rated fantasy football uh, quarterback, things like that. He had almost a thousand yards rushing last year. That's going to stop defenses. Now that's like, okay, you get a year, you get a year. We're going to keep everything in front of, keep everything in front of us. Then Mm -hmm. this year, it's going to be like, can you throw the ball 30% more of the time with efficiency and effectiveness enough to put up points like you did last year. They had a terrible offense for a large chunk of last year. They put up huge points in games and then put up six points in others. There was a 49ers game that was just ugly as hell. I can't remember if they won or yeah. lost, but it was in the middle of the season. It's like Jalen Hurts isn't the guy. And then you see other times where it's like, this dude is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So we're going to find out, but it's the whole offseason is predicated upon Jalen Hurts being able to utilize the weapons that he has now. And you're going to be able to lean on the run game. A.J. Brown already got paid, so it's not going to be about the targets anymore. It's going to be about, you know, just knowing he's the wide receiver one, but he's gotten paid now. It's completely different. It's not like I need to hit my number, so I hit that big contract. They're going to run the ball. Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell, Miles Sanders. Even though Miles Sanders has dropped out of favor, Maybe they Kareem run the ball Hunt. first. Oh, that – wait, what? Maybe Kareem Hunt. That's been oh, a stop. rumor circulating. Yeah, we'll see. There's been a there's been a rumor, but but the point is that like yes, Howie Roseman, Roseman has done a great job. I'm very jealous of his GM ship when I'm he, out here in the desert, and right. it's all predicated upon Jalen Hurts, or none of it's going to matter. Yeah, no, but, but I I agree with you. You mentioned Trey Lance in there. I think Tua Tungavailoa is another guy who yeah. these teams feel like they've put a good roster. With good players on the O-line, the weapons, a good defense. These teams in Miami and Philly and San Francisco feel like they've put a great roster around the young quarterback. Can the young quarterback get it done? I, I, I agree with you. that That's where Philadelphia is right now. But overall, I think it was a good trade for them. And we're going to continue talking about the wide receiver position. And we've, talked, we've seen a lot of big-name players at the wide receiver position get big paydays. And it's kind of leading us to change the way the wide receiver position is viewed and how it's procured. Does this Jalen Rager 
situation push back on that at all or is an example for the other side of that argument? Alex is big on this topic. We're going to dive into it in just a moment. Before we do, like I said at the beginning of the show, it's almost time for the start of the NFL season. We all love this time of year. And if you're into sports betting or you're into fantasy, then you're looking for a competitive edge to win. And that's why we highly recommend the Elias Game Plan app. It's the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats, Elias Sports Bureau, the official statisticians of the U.S. Pro Sports Leagues, including the NFL. Their app lets you access team, player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, their insights, and all the stuff that you're going to get from Elias Sports Bureau's research team. Make sure that you head to your app store right now. Download the Elias Game Plan app today. You have a special offer. When you subscribe, you can get a 14-day free trial off a monthly subscription plan, but only, only if you use our promo code Locked On NFL. So find Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or the Play Store today, and use that promo code Locked On NFL for a 14-day free trial off a monthly subscription. That's Elias Game Plan. It's Locked on NFL Thursday. I'm Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. He's Tyler Rowland, Locked on Titans. We make up Locked on NFL Thursday. Thank you for making Locked on NFL your first listen each and every day. We've got different hosts every day, a bunch of a wide range of opinions from a wide range of Locked on NFL hosts who host their respective shows who team up from Monday through Friday, Locked on NFL, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Tyler, here's the thing. And I know we were going to talk about more in the first segment, but that was such a good topic. I will say one, one last thing to put a button on last segment where it's like it's predicated upon the quarterback for you mentioned Miami and Philly and San Francisco. The right. back end to that is if it doesn't work, it is a hotbed for any hot quarterback wanting a new contract yes. and wanting a team to go to because it's ready made Lamar Jackson? to go to Tampa Bay. Well, yeah, I mean, it's ready made for, for like Tom Brady to go to Tampa Bay. They were a quarterback away from a Super Bowl and it ended up being the best quarterback ever. But, but those teams are set up like that. If, their current quarterback situation doesn't work. Now, going into drafts, we've had this conversation a lot. For every Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase, there's a John Ross, Denzel Mims, or Jalen Rager, right? Depends on the college. Uh, obviously, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase went to the same. They were on the same team. Jamar Chase sat out of year. Right. Justin Jefferson didn't. Justin Jefferson was drafted two positions later than Jalen Rager was in their respective drafts. So the wide range of potential that yields – actual performance in the NFL is vast. Like corners are kind of the same thing. They're like the skill position player of the defense, you know, edge rushers are mm-hmm. premium, things like that. That's, that's a little bit different, but like imagine drafting Jalen Rager two picks in their respective draft ahead. How does Justin Jefferson drop to 22 with what he did? So you're looking at things like that. And then you're looking at these wide receivers being traded or cut. It's like, is that gap? going to widen and widen moving forward or wide receivers going to be more ready to be wide receivers going into the NFL, which it seems like we're moving more towards that than the opposite. Like massive bust from a wide receiver group seems to be trending towards less and less than more and more. And it seems like Denzel Mims, John Ross and Jalen Rager 
were like the final Jake Locker, Christian Ponder of yeah. the bus in the first round. And we're kind of shifting away from that, which is great for everybody. Do you agree with that? That like the gap is going to be shrunk instead of widened when it comes to spectrum from bus to great. Yeah, I think so. And I think a lot of it is based on the college game. I think it's just the, the passing in college is starting to be more progressive. It's starting to be more advanced. And as you have every, you know, we always saw that, you know, the big 12 was throwing the rock around all that, but it's yeah. becoming more common and more common. You look at, you know, obviously Joe Burrow had the best season in college football history from a quarterback standpoint. Um, and you're not going to see that replicated all the time. But I think when you have a program like LSU, it was always about running the ball, playing defense, all that stuff. And now they're like, no, we're airing it out like we're a Big 12 school. I think as more teams start to do that, and we see that in the NFL as well. The NFL is becoming more and more of a passing league every single day. So I think as colleges start to throw the ball more, you'll see wide receivers. I just think wide receiver, the skills for a wide receiver are more apparent on tape. Like, I don't care who you're going against. Can you get open? Can you catch the ball? Do you make plays with the ball in your hand afterwards? I think it's just getting easier to identify first-round talent at wide receiver because they're being put on display in college in those areas as well. So I think in that sense, what you're talking about, yeah, it could shrink the gap in terms of guys who are ready to come in right away and guys who are who are outright you know bust for where they were drafted, like John Ross. And you could even put maybe a Corey Davis in there, although I think he's had a pretty productive career. He was just a little overdrafted by the Titans. So I, I think having Corey Davis's and Mike Williams and John Ross's go in the top 10 is in the past. And I think having Justin Jefferson's in the 20 and things like that is going to be more common going forward just because it, it's easier to identify those things. Well, and that's interesting. The interesting you see that Tyler Rowland locked on Titans, Alex Lancey locked on Cardinals, locked on NFL Thursday. So yeah. And it's now like you're missing on a quarterback. If you draft top 10 and miss. Like, yeah. that's the thing. It's like, that's how paramount it is because these are 2005 quarterback contracts. You know, that's what this is. So listen, yep. we're going to get to Jimmy G in a second. Okay. We're going to get to Jimmy G in the final segment. It's fun to talk about because it could be dumpster fire. Like this is the most sugar-coated dumpster fire in the NFL. It could potentially be. We'll talk about it in the last segment. We may go a little bit long, but Tyler, I want to ask you this because we were going to talk about other players that had been waived and then claimed I just want to talk about one, Alex Leatherwood, okay? Offensive tackle Raiders got cut after a couple seasons there. Mm -hmm. Are we on the road to me being Clint Stradamus and saying that rookie-scale contracts may become a thing of the past? Because, listen, offensive line especially, it could be scheme, but the majority of the time, either you're good or you're not, and you could become a journeyman, or you could become a depth guy, an inexpensive depth guy. We don't know what Alex Leatherwood's going to be, but from what we saw in Vegas, it wasn't great from a pocket quarterback stand, standpoint. So he got picked up by Chicago. Now, are we, do you think, I'm doing a touch base. Do you think there's a chance that we could be doing away in the next decade with the rookie scale contract? I think it would be tough to do away with it. I think there might be some alterations. And the one thing that I think that, that would stand in the way is this hasn't happened enough and been as bad. The Raiders were just so awful at drafting under Mike Mayock. They have a yeah. laundry list. So I think that Leatherwood may be an example where if you wanted to use that as an impetus for wholesale change, I think enough GMs and owners would say, no, that was just the Raiders 
being idiots. But if we start seeing, I mean, Isaiah Wilson, Jalen Rager, if we see, continue to see, I guess, more often see these flameouts in the first round, then maybe if enough teams get burned, you would have enough people fighting to, to change that to save their money. Um, but I think it, we would have to see a, a lot more first round bust, complete outright bust like Alex Leatherwood. We would have to see an increase in those over the next five to six years to have that actually fully take place in the next 10 years. But you can't rule it out. And a guy like Alex Leatherwood and a guy like Jalen Rager may be guys who we point to in 10 years and say they were the beginning of maybe a changing of philosophy. But I think that I'd still have to say I doubt that happens. Tyler Rowland, Locked on Titans. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals, respectively, Monday through Friday. All of the news for the Titans and Cardinals, respectively. Coming up next, Jimmy G takes a pay cut, keeps the nice hair, lives in the Bay Area, and is going to be the thorn in the Trey Lance side and maybe the fan base side. We're going to break it down like, I think it was a genius move. I'll hear what Tyler has to say next. Locked on NFL Thursday. First, Tyler and I are very upbeat about our show always. Okay, we enjoy this. We have bro time. We talk about football. It's great. This, I, I, and I'm not being sarcastic. I got to talk about something serious now. Okay, I'm talking about driving while inebriated. Like, I got a DUI in December, December 9, 2005. It blew 0.08 on my street, and I've never done it again. And it's like, I hear people that have gotten DUIs and gotten DUIs and continue to drive drunk. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stoned? This is the new, you know, weed's legalized everywhere. It's still a DUI. What's the worst that could happen? You end up driving the speed limit, driving under it. It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is your reaction time slows way down when you're high, okay? You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Stop talking about buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. Call an Uber or something. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. <sighs> this mean our time is almost done. So last segment, Locked on NFL Thursday. Tyler Rowland at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter. Alex Clancy at Clancy's Corner. Please like, subscribe to the Locked on NFL YouTube channel. You can find it free and available wherever you get your podcast. 30 minutes every day, Monday through Friday. It's fantastic. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is, as a surprise to 95% of America, unless you saw the writing on the wall in the last few weeks, is back with the 49ers. Took a pay cut, one year, six and a half mil. He was set to make a whole bunch more. San Francisco obviously showed their hand. They were playing open-handed hold'em and showing everybody what their hand was, and nobody would trade for him because they knew that the 49ers wanted to get rid of him. I'm going to try. I'm going to let Tyler, like, I'm going to go first here because my vitriol for the 49ers and they're just given the, given the reins. They're like the Cowboys of the West. It's like they're just given credit for for no reason. John Lynch has – okay. You can blame Jimmy Garoppolo. He can be the scapegoat for missing Emmanuel Sanders. Sure, in the Super Bowl. The defense gave up a 10-point lead going into the fourth quarter. Say what you want. Kyle Shanahan has three 10-loss seasons in the NFL. Okay? Like I said, Lamar Jackson last year, if you haven't listened, Lamar Jackson's last year was the MVP of the NFL before he got hurt. It was his best year. He was passing the ball. He was Everybody was hurt. He was doing it. Last year was Kyle Shanahan's best coaching job, regardless of how it ended. 
they had no business making the playoffs. Okay, so there is good and bad in in San Francisco. They bungled this, in my opinion. They said, you know what? Out to pastor Jimmy G. Love your hair, love your look. You do not practice with the team because this is Trey Lance's team. This is the definition of egomania. We traded up and got Trey Lance. He is the guy. We don't need Jimmy Garoppolo anymore. Nick Mullen should be fine, even though he went and is the backup now in Minnesota. And then they reverse Uno it, and it's like, may need a safety net here. That's not to say that Trey Lance isn't the guy. That's great. If he is, fantastic. But if he's not, and they start one and three, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to start the rest of the season. And then it's going to be like, oh, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo, it's like the girl next door versus, or the guy next door versus the trophy husband or wife. It's like, which one's more dependable? Which one can you have a longer relationship with? And I've wanted to say this for a long time, that San Francisco just gets credit for everything. They mortgage their future for a guy that played three games in college or something. It's like, what are we doing here, guys? They see Josh Allen. It's like, well, Josh Allen. Allen didn't make the uh, Mountain West Conference all-conference team the year before he got drafted. It's like, well, they we can do that. Kyle Shanahan, run the ball. It's easier to be a, a you know a team a, a game manager and then show your pop. I haven't seen enough from Trey Lance to be like he's the dude. Even though 49ers Nation is infatuated, Tyler, I just talked for six minutes too long. What do you think? Do you agree with me or do you think that? Jimmy Garoppolo coming back was the wrong move for the future of this team. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I just really thought like I'm I'm taken aback. I'm trying to catch my words and everything. Your uh, your rant there was just excellent. Obviously, uh, I do agree to a point that they may have overplayed their hand a little bit with Trey Lance in a in a rush to find, you know, a, a more skilled guy than Jimmy Garoppolo. But I guess I'm not buying what the 49ers are selling, that they're going to keep Jimmy G this year. I think all along they banked on a starting quarterback getting hurt. Mm. And they were going to trade Jimmy G when they did that. Well, nobody got hurt this preseason except for Zach Wilson and – Somehow, Robert Sala has convinced himself that Joe Flacco can be a starting quarterback in the league. Well, you're going to get what you deserve, Sala, for saying that, because we're going to see. But for me, just nothing has changed here. Uh, They're going to trade him as soon as they possibly can. And I I think that they, they overplayed his value, thinking that they would be able to trade Jimmy Garoppolo and the rest of the NFL wasn't like, well, he's not that great, you know, we're... Like Carolina said, oh, we'll go get Baker Mayfield, not Jimmy G. You know what I mean? So I think really what San Francisco has done here is they really, like you said, put tra- the whole reason they wanted to trade Jimmy Garoppolo out of town is to make Trey Lance feel comfortable, not look over his shoulder, not worry about the fans getting restless and calling for Jimmy, blah, 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 blah. And the 49ers didn't eliminate that problem. And... They didn't get anything back for Jimmy Garoppolo. So I just feel like I'm with you in I don't understand this love that San Francisco's getting, and I think they've mismanaged this situation. You could even go back if you think that they mismanagement all the way to, to trading up to get Trey Lance. I, so I think that they lost to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, and they freaked out, 
And I think that freakout may be manifesting itself in issues with Trey Lance because they overplayed the value of Jimmy Garoppolo trying too hard to trade him. So I just think that, that like you said, San Francisco is getting a little bit too much praise right now for a situation that could be a, a complete dumpster fire by the middle of the year where your first-round quarterback that you traded multiple picks up to get is getting benched for the guy that you've been trying to trade all along. It would just be – it would be a disaster, and I think it may be a disaster enough for the brass in San Francisco to consider some changes, you know, yeah. even though I think Shanahan's a good coach. So I, I, I'm kind of with you in terms of they're getting way too much hype and way too much love, and I, I think that uh, they still would trade Jimmy Garoppolo, and basically they've just – They've just mismanaged the entire situation. Yeah, I mean, the only thing is they save money, you know, and, and, and I get that. But it's like, you know, even as a even as somebody that covers the, the Cardinals. Problem. Yeah, I mean, even as I cover, even as a person that covers the Cardinals, I want to see Trey Lance be great. As many great quarterbacks as possible. That makes the NFL great. People to hate is part of the reason, or people to hate, people to fear is part of the reason what the NFL, why the NFL is so great. It's like, you know, it, it, so we'll see, but I do think that John Lynch 100% bungled this and they get yeah. all this credit. They did an Uno reverse. And then it's like, well, we're still going to run the ball. And Jimmy Garoppolo knows the offense. So if Trey Lance gets hurt, it's cool. But it's like, not, this isn't like a Colt McCoy, Kyler Murray thing where it's like every, any week it could be different. This is not a surefire backup. This is a minute man in case things yeah. aren't going well. And that's something that if you want to put fire in the ass, of Trey Lance, sure, great move, understood. But I don't think his work ethic has ever been put into question, and that's the only reason why I would think that this move would would, would be valid. But I guess we'll see. They're smarter than us when it comes to this stuff. I just think they're going to be a run first team, and now they've got a lot of money. I guess it's not that much money anymore in the quarterback position. I just think that people are going to appreciate Jimmy Garoppolo more starting right now than they have over the last handful of years, regardless of his shortcomings. And that would be bad for Trey Lance. So a mismanaged situation in San Francisco, it appears. We'll see how the season goes for them. We could be wrong about it. We could be right. We'll check back in with you every Thursday of the NFL season. Next week, we'll be previewing the opening game of the NFL year. Can't wait for that. Make sure that you guys tune in Monday through Friday to the Locked On NFL podcast. That's going to do it for me. That's going to do it for Alex. Stay safe out there. And when we talk to you guys next week, football is back. Woo! Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.